Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so was, tiny. A little teeny. Should we try again? Maybe. Still not great. All right. Still not great. All right. So martini glasses full of uh, sidecars? Sidecars. Uh, guys, our recycling bin, whew, it's like an empty bottle of vodka, an empty bottle of gin, an empty bottle of bourbon. Uh, so I found some brandy, and we're drinking sidecars. <laughs> Our, we're fully in the dregs. No, we did not consume all of that. It's just like, I mean, oh, that's the did. last of the whatever. Yeah, yeah but we but didn't do it all in a week. We were kind of on a let's clean out the liquor cabinet. Like, mm-hmm. let's not, you know, let's not go to the store unnecessarily. Let's just uh, drink everything we have. So yeah, so we're having sidecars, which is a brandy-based beverage. Yeah, from... it's basically just uh, brandy and triple sec and lemon juice. Yep. With a sugar rim. Yeah. It is delicious. I'm here for it. I'm here yeah. for the sugar rim. I'm like gnawing on my little crystals. I first had. Uh, there are some people who consider sidecars like wintry, mm-hmm. uh, like Christmas drinks. I first had a sidecar at a birthday party for a car. Uh... What? <laughs> How old was this car? 50. Wow. This, this car was 50 years old. Uh, so we had a 50th birthday party for a car. What year was this? Uh, 2010? What year was the car? Was it 1960, yeah, I guess? Yeah, 2010-ish, something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I could look it up. But that's fun. Um, but yeah, there was a birthday party for a car. <laughs> Makes sense. And at the birthday party for a car, which was like, uh, oh, it was the 50s. It was like 50s rockabilly theme, so it must have been a 50s something car. So it was like the late 2000s, yeah. 2000 aughts. I don't, I don't know. That's fine. Uh, what but, is time anyway? But guys, like, birthday party for a car, like, best, best excuse <laughs> to get together and drink ever. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate any j- excuse to get together and drink. Mm-hmm pandemic notwithstanding but i'll drink remotely as in part yes. of our how was your week we did have a remote birthday party where we, we both did. drank we did uh yeah a friend of mine had a birthday party zoom call and i was like i made a pretty cocktail and uh, she was like thank you solidarity yes a lot um, of us made pretty cocktails right well some of us were just drinking i think one of my friends was drinking malort and i was like why i mean we're all in this, like, we drank everything in our cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, phase of life. but I did have just straight gin at one point. But it did. was that, uh, it was the very nice Hendrix. Which one? The The Midsummer or no. the, oh, Orvium. The, or whatever. Or Rivium or something like that. Mm-hmm. With okay. Wormwood. So good, you guys. So good. But yeah, so that was, that was early week. The mm-hmm. rest of our week was... Okay. This was a short week because it um, Monday was. Was it? Okay, no, it wasn't. But uh, Monday was Memorial Day, so we didn't work. So we had a four day work week. But like. But four day work weeks are always hard because it's always like, oh, but I still have the same amount of work. I just have to do five days of work in four days. Yeah, being salaries are 
scam. It's such a scam, guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay hourly. <laughs> get those eight hours of vacation time where they're just like, I guess you get free work. Right, right. Um, but yeah. So it was busy. Uh, my yeah, little hustle of getting the kids to weed the garden for exchange for ice cream has been working out to everybody's yes. advantage. We walk to a local Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. We can um, walk. Walkable yeah. neighborhood. Hashtag. Yeah, which is a, well, I mean, it's not really not a walkable really. We neighborhood. We can pretty much just walk to Dairy Queen and maybe a pizza place if we right. want Right. Like, to. it's it's kind of, like, we can't walk to the library. We can't walk to a train station. We can't walk to, you know, there's lots. Um, but. But. we We can walk to a Dairy Queen. So we walk to a Dairy Queen. We get ice cream. We walk back. And uh, I, we kind of keep the kids, like, over by the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam goes in <laughs> and orders everything with his mask, and then like brings it all back. So we we try our best to socially distance. Yeah, it and works it, out well. And it's you know it's part of this like new rules situation where we're getting our kids used to being mm-hmm. out in public and giving people space. And how do you deal with people coming up to you? And how do you stay out of their way and all that? And it's you know it's kind of a new set of rules for them that they're learning, and that's right. Fine. It's kind it's, of a new set of rules for everybody. But, true. Yeah. True. But we're we're all figuring it out. Well, me and you are figuring it out. The fucktards at Kroger aren't figuring it out. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm sometimes just never going back to a Walmart again. Oh Lord, I have not been to a Walmart in a long time, and I have, I have no zero, desire, zero zero desires to go back. They have nothing there that I can't just order online from mm-hmm. anywhere. But you know, we're but. The I'm library right. started this. Uh, oh yes, home collection. A program where you fill out a questionnaire mm-hmm. um, about, you know, like how old you are and what's your reading level, what's your, what are you into, what are your favorite authors, what are your favorite books and movies, and we'll pull a bunch of stuff that we think you like. So um, my kids all filled out little questionnaires and the library called and was like, uh, do you need three home collections? Because our minimum is like 20 items. To send home, and I was like, ah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Unfortunately, our kids don't really have enough of an overlap in interest that we can get right. a lot of the same things. Well, and there's such different reading levels, right? Um, too. So like fifth grade, third grade, first grade. Like you got a real big beginner who's mm-hmm. who's really flexing his chops and just starting to read on his own. We've got someone who's really into like comic books and and those like Dogman books and mm-hmm. Captain Underpants, and then we got someone who's like reading The Hunger Games, and you're right. like. These yeah, are... like these are not all the same books. No. Um, yeah, so we, I went to the library and they had um, like a contact list. Pick up, you pull in and they're like, call this number. And you're like, hi, I'm here to pick up my books. And they're like, okay, great, pop your trunk. And they, you pop their trunk and they like throw a bunch of books in your trunk. And I, did, I do realize now that our trunk does not actually pop. Yeah, I don't know how to pop our trunk. That's I had a to hatchback. Like, you have to actually get I out. I had to like it. get out and open our trunk and I was like, I don't know how to do any of this. I yeah. feel I feel defective. That was one of the things when, you know, in dealing with, like, pickup orders and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, pop your trunk. And I'm like, I got to get out and do it. And they're like, oh. And then they, like, have to, like, back away slowly like I'm radioactive. Yep, they got to wait. And I'm like, I get it. It's just, I mean, this is the new social dance we're going to do for a little while. Right, right. Until... So you pop your trunk and they fill your trunk with, like, bags and bags and bags of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came home and it was like, people lost their damn minds. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my gosh, there was just a feeding frenzy of literature. It was right. beautiful, warmed my little cockles of my right, nerd heart. Right, right. So we, like, quickly went through the books and we pulled out any that, were like, we actually, actually, we already have this book. Actually, I already read this book. Like, mm. actually, I'm not into this book. 
um, you know, so some of the, some of the like, eh, nice try, but I'm not, I'm not here for it. I took those right back to the library for other people. Yep. Um, but yeah, we have a whole, uh, bureau drawer full of library books. <laughs> it's the dream, folks. It's living the dream. Right. So thank you for the great librarians out yeah. there who are trying really hard to connect people with literature. Yeah, and kudos to librarians everywhere keeping all of us sane. I do feel like librarians are like these secret book witches. They're so pushy. They're like, oh, you read this. You know what? You would love this here. And they just kind of like sneak it into your hand. You're like, it's okay. I already have enough books. They're like, you can never have enough books. And like, oh, <laughs> I mean, like you, you're like I was very clearly remember saying no, thank you, and being polite. But yet mm-hmm. here I am at home unloading my bag, right. and there it is. Right, like they're so sneaky. I guess I'll give it a um, chapter or two. And then, six hours later, you're like right, my you're new like, favorite where, book. How also, where did my life go? Like yeah. you're just like, oh, I should have done like anything, but instead I just read this book. <laughs> this amazing book that the little library witch gave me. Right, it's true. They're magical. I'm here for all the library witches. You're you're amazing. Thank Keep, you for your for your work. You you're spectacular. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that was our like exciting thing we did this week. Yeah, that's about it. We went I to mean, the library. Well, looking, I mean, we didn't even go to the library, but we the library came to us. We requested books from the library. There you are. So uh, this evening we did watch a movie. We did. Um, we watched the fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. So, I feel like we need to have a little moment where we talk about our relationship with Wes Anderson films. Uh, Lisa and I love-ish Wes Anderson. We see yes. them all. Uh, we have seen them all. Um, um, we've gone to the theater for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw, was it Darjeeling Limited before it came out in like a special preview? <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. It was like, very I, weird. I don't, know, I don't know how we uh, figured that that out there was this weird, like free things on the internet it was this weird like hey we're having a preview showing at like it was like an hour away yeah it was like in cincinnati and i had a sign up for it and it was a raffle and all this stuff and so i pinged lisa i'm like hey uh we got tickets to see the new wes anderson she's like i don't think that comes out for like two more months i'm like yeah we're going tonight and she's like okay sure and this is before kids so we could just like do that kind yes, of yes bc <laughs> and so but no we've we've legit seen so many wes anderson movies and mm-hmm. i enjoy his aesthetic i do enjoy his aesthetic it looks like uh north korean propaganda yeah and i'm here for it it's like pastel and symmetry and mm-hmm. everything's really elaborately staged and yeah it's really cool but wes let's talk about your storytelling Okay, um, so this, it, we watched The Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is a uh, Roald Dahl children's book. So right there- Can we talk about Roald Dahl children's books? They're weird. Where they're all like British children are creepy and awful. In my experience with British children, no, actually. No, I have zero ch- experience with British children. You have some children. next door. <laughs> you guys are literal next door neighbors of British, and they're lovely people. They're fantastic. <laughs> I remember when she came over to play and she's like, oh, when I have to go home for tea, may I come back after tea? And we're like, yes, you may. <laughs> I was like, like, what the fuck is tea? <laughs> like, yeah, we had to look that up. It's been in just tea? dinner. It was dinner. Right. For those of us rednecks. Right. Supper for those Yankees. Oh, it's an early. It's early. Yeah. So, like, I think they have tea with their children at like four. Mm-hmm. And then they eat dinner, like the parents by themselves at like eight. Yeah. 
seems it's, to be that. It's pretty baller, actually. <laughs> like, well, I, I, I'm low-key here for it. Because then, like... Throw some can, chicken nuggets on the table at right, four. Right, at four, fed. you can be like, whatever, tea, you know, some chicken nuggets, whatever, like, garbage your kids eat. And then you're like, I'm having filet mignon later. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, honey, I put a bottle of wine in the fridge. Right. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not I'm not here for, here for that. It's a good way to live. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Rodol is creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, his kids are creepy. His stories are weird and yes. not good. I mean, I they're mean, good, fine. but they're just not. I think pleasant. I don't know. Maybe there's just like a British aesthetic we don't understand, where like we're British, we don't really like confident people. We're British, and like we like to just like be in pain and be silent about it. Like I don't. We're British, and we enjoy the works <laughs> of the Monty Python group. Like, which you watch. I am like, here what... for the Ministry of Silly Walks. I'm here for like one in every ten Monty Python sketches. Yeah, and Dead Parrot sketch. That was great. Um, the Thesaurus sketch. The what? The Thesaurus sketch. Oh, the Thesaurus sketch. Yes, the dead the Dead Parrot sketch. I'm here for. Um... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like one out of every ten. Yeah, it's real uneven. Yeah. And then you're like, we'll make a movie out of all these sketches. And you're like, no. Please don't. Just, just, just like. stay with the sketches. Just stay with the sketches. Like, sorry, you're not Jordan Peele. You cannot pull this off. No, <laughs> like... no. But, um, so we watch this. This one is, it's stop motion animation, which is mm-hmm. weird. It's also like PG. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? The box trolls. Oh, yeah. British stop motion animation. I would be curious. Creepy. I did not do a Creepy lot of research on British this. stop motion animation. But if this was uh, Latka um, Studios, or like yeah, a similar, or or like this was formed, they did this thing, and then afterwards they were like, "Hey, this was kind of fun, and we got all the hardware. Like mm-hmm. we can we can just keep going with this and make our own movies." And there you go, because that's Box yeah, Trolls, or... the same group that did like. Uh, have we reviewed Box Trails on this podcast? Because no, that movie is fucked up. I love it, though. Do uh, you? <laughs> Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, we haven't done that on this one, either. That's a great one. Um, best use of My Guitar Gently Weeps ever. Yes. As a, as I'm a, here for the Arhu, yeah. like, playing the Beatles, Which period. fantastic. That's a great concept. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but this one is uh, the story of one fantastic Mr. Fox... Fantastic, Mr. Fox. He's married. He's a chicken thief. He brings his wife on his capers, which seems crazy. Sure, why not? But they uh, they end up getting caught, and he vows never to do that again. Right. It's like a, a foxhole uh, confession Yeah. Well, time. His, his wife's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm not. Well, and she was like, if we get out of this, I need you to promise me that you're going to find a new line of work. Yeah. And, and so, he's like, sure, whatever. I can change. But then he becomes a journal uh, like a journalist or a newspaperman as he calls a it newspaperman a newsman newsman <laughs> also everybody's british in this except the fox who is in fact george clooney well but uh mrs fox is oh, crap yeah i guess she's not super british. like none of the foxes are british yeah because it's um bill murray's the badger bill murray's the badger okay can i talk about the arc of bill murray from Caddyshack, where he was, like, incest, like, obsessed with a uh, rodent exploding things, to here, where he is the rodent, where humans are trying to explode him. Like, he has gone full circle. (laughs) 
it's a pleasant circle to the Bill Murray story. Right. For those of you that needed that poetry in your... Right. It's just like, it's a beautiful, like, little bow on I... his career. He can stop. You can stop now. Please stop, Bill. Um... You, don't, you don't have to. Bill, if you're listening, like, I'm not telling you you have to stop. I'm just telling, like, it's kind of a beautiful symmetry of your, right. your role from Caddyshack and your role from Fantastic Mr. Fox. But he, uh... But anyway, so Mr. Fox swears he's not going to do any more of these things. He grows up, becomes respectable. So like two years pass, which is like 12 Fox years. Yeah. They have a kid or a pup. Yes. A cub. Cub. Are foxes cubs? I don't know. Maybe they're kids. I think they're pups or cubs. I don't know. One of the two. I don't know. My, uh, you would think after all of the baby showers that I have attended, yeah, that I would know. know every animal and what it is called That's because that fucking quiz is <laughs> in every baby shower ever, and I never know. I'd like never you. Know. That would have been something that I should have like studied. Well, I know foxes and are then, canids, so I'm I gonna say pup. It. Yeah, but also, yeah, I'm gonna say pup. But mm-hmm. someone to describe foxes as like dogs running cat software. Yeah, so, so very know. clearly this is a British story because foxes are like are like wild dogs in yeah. or just stray dogs in Britain. Like you can be like walking to the train station and you'll be like, Oh, there's a bunch of foxes. Cool. No big deal. Like, they're like raccoons or yeah, possums. They're like, like raccoons they're or just possums. Around. They're just around. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You lock up your garbage and <laughs> Yeah. Make sure and, your chicken coops got wire on it. And, yeah, and move along. Yeah, but we don't have those in America. Because we murdered them all? Maybe. But... Or are foxes not a New World species? I don't think they were. I mean... And no one would bring them on a boat like a fucking cat. Yeah, they do nothing for you. <laughs> so, I guess maybe we don't. I don't know. I Yeah. It's a whole thing. I... I don't think I've ever seen a fox in the wild. No, I never have. So. But yeah, they're just all over If you're a fox and you're listening to this. Right. Call in. Let me know your habitat preferences. (laughs) And also, hey, free real estate here in America. Come on over. Right. Like, we have so much garbage, you guys. I don't think you realize. Mm -hmm. It's just being, you could take on the pandas. A hundred percent. The trash pandas. A hundred percent. Oh, yes. I'm here for the, like, fox, uh, (laughs) raccoon. But trash panda sh- like showdown showdown that'd be great the octagon but uh but our friend fox here he's gonna do he, 12 years later or 12 fox years later he's gonna mm-hmm. do one more caper just just one more big score yeah it is it's like him in oceans 11 <laughs> where, it really is where he's like and then you take the house yeah, exactly <laughs> and so he's gonna do one more big score against these three like industrial Chicken, goose, and... Uh, so one's a chicken farmer. One's like a goose, duck, and something else farmer. Yep. Is one just apples? I, I think he's apples and grouse. What the one. fuck is a grouse? It's like a pheasant. It's a pheasant? Kind of. They're... Brit- Britain, they eat some weird animals. They eat... I mean, why is... Why do we draw the line on certain birds? I, I feel... I think grouse is probably just not a like, new world animal. Yeah, probably not. And well, so, yeah, I mean, maybe. If you're going to bring an animal, bring an animal who's like one dumb as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and has the most meat. Yeah. And so like, if I'm going to choose between like a pheasant and a goose 
and chicken, like, chickens are, like, the lowest bar. Like, they don't need as much room. Mm -hmm. They're not as terribly annoying, assuming that you murder all of the males. Fair. Um. (laughs) Which is true of many species, including our own. Oh, guys, too true. Too true. Um, You know, and they have a decent amount of meat on them. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, a pheasant, like... Have you ever seen a pheasant? It's like, it's <laughs> like, like a little morsel. It's like yeah, a little tastier. It's like maybe two golf balls worth of meat. Like Yeah, and like we didn't... It's a large orange. I also think they probably got here and looked around and were like, well, I guess we don't need to bring geese. Like, right. Like, we're good. Got plenty. Right. Cool. I mean, I would eat geese just for vendetta. Like... Oh, yeah. I, I would eat the but geese I Canadian geese ants. probably taste like garbage. Like, oh, probably. <laughs> we'd probably need like fancy white geese. Yes. That you get, like, fagua from. Mm-hmm. But. So he's going to do one more score. Mm-hmm. One more big score. He goes out. He has this elaborate plan with his possum buddy, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. He's a badger. The badger. Yeah, sorry. And they break into the first place. They break into the second place. And then they start, like, getting They break existent. into the first place. They steal like, a chicken. Right. But he has to make it seem like he bought this chicken at a supermarket. So his wife which, doesn't like, catch on. This whole weird animal dichotomy, like they have supermarkets. But also they're vicious hunters. But also they're vicious hunters and they have like zero table manners. Yeah. When they eat their food, they like plate it nicely on a plate and then they're just like, wah, 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 and it's just like, <laughs> I d- I, there's like zero consistency. <laughs> the universe is very fascinating. It is. It's wanna... a fascinating world. And then they do. So he does the first one and he does that. And then the second one, he starts getting a little resistance from like weasels and he brings his nephew who's staying with him. It's a whole thing. Yeah, his nephew's staying with him. Weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, because his dad's sick. But then, like, it's the third one when they're getting ready to and like the humans like come down in force. So have you ever met someone who goes on like a complete vendetta about the wildlife in their garden? I have never met that kind of person. <laughs> Again, Bill Murray in Caddyshack is my closest example right. of this. There's Bill Murray in Caddyshack. There's the farmer in, um, what is that? Peter Rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's that. The farmer in Peter Rabbit. See previous reviews. There's. Not of Caddyshack, of <laughs> Peter Rabbit. You guys, next we'll review Caddyshack. With our children. No. No? No. No. I don't remember any of Caddyshack, but. I- I think I remember enough to know that it's not appropriate for my seven-year-old. It's another one of those movies I saw in, like, USA, and I was like, oh, this is good. This is a great movie, yeah. And then I watched it again later, and I was like, there are a lot more boobs in this movie than I remember, because... I'm looking at you, Trading Spaces. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But, anyway, so... They go on complete vendetta. They end up, like, getting bulldozers and destroying the place. Right. So they know the foxes live under this tree. Right. And so they get bulldozers, and they just, like, dig the whole tree up. I was like, these people have access to dynamite, right? Like... Oh, they will. Yeah. But so first they, like, dig up the tree, and then they, like, explode the tree, and... Ridiculous. You know they have babies, like, every, like, nine months. Like... Not this, even these things. This is not this is not a good way to like decimate all foxes. Nope. <laughs> I mean, you're basically waging 
full-scale ecological warfare af- after, like, four animals. Right, right. And, at one point, and they're very specific on the on which foxes they want. Yeah, the one in the suit. Weirdly, the one in the suit. Yeah. I mean, other ones wear suits, right? The one They did cut off its tail. Also, these foxes go to school. Yeah. They have, like, the uh, teenage, the son and the cousin go yeah. to school and they have, like, chemistry class. And, like, it's a whole thing. I don't... This whole... There's a whole universe that's not really right. consistent. This whole, yeah, like, cultured animal society... I'm intrigued. ...is just very intriguing to me. Very yes. bizarre. So, there's a whole war. The, the the humans wage on the foxes. The foxes wage it back with the help of all the other woodland creatures. Mm-hmm. Badgers it's, and possums and stuff. At one point, they're smacking burning pine cones into a town and setting it on fire. Right. So if some fucking foxes set my town on fire. Yeah. It's like, that's some biblical shit. Right. You See gotta, also Samson. You gotta believe that the people of the town would rally against these foxes. Or at least against the people trying to attack the foxes. Like, right. Just leave the fucking foxes alone. Right. Like, like, pick a side. But the people of the town are just like, ha, oh, ho, hum, regular town stuff. I was like, the fuck is happening in your town? For you, you, do not do for this. you to just be like, town's on fire, none of this is a big deal. <laughs> I mean, granted, this is a bad weekend to pass that judgment. Uh, Guys. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. Whew. Yeah, because, you know. Several towns in the United States are on fire right now, and I'm recording a podcast about a movie. But anyway, a little too real. Yes. Um, yes. But there's the whole war, and there's the foxes escape, eventually, is what ends up happening. is They, just they dig. Up, they dig, and they escape. The answer they, to everything is digging. <laughs> yeah. But they do just kind of get out of town and, like, mm-hmm. go somewhere else and restart their lives. Like, that's... In the sewers. In the sewers. And, and right underneath a like supermarket right under a supermarket which has an exit and they can just raid that every night Mm -hmm. which again i guess england's not in the 24-hour supermarkets which makes fucking sense right because what is the point of a 24-hour supermarket okay i'm here for the window hours of like i shop at five in the morning (laughs) yeah but like (laughs) on my way to work and i'm like ooh, like they switched the kroger by my work to being a 24-hour thing to, like, something that opened at 6, and it, like, chafes me. Because yeah. I'm there waiting at, like, 5.58 <laughs> and being like, okay, I have, to wait till, I have to wait till Kroger opens to go buy my salad. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm here for the window hours. Like, I'm not shopping at 2 in the morning because I'm sleeping. But. Yeah. And, like, I do get... There are people out there who have shift work and they got to do what they got to do. But, like, at the same time, like, not every store needs to be a 24-hour store. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just, let's just chill out, America. <laughs> and I you, bet, can, you can wait 12 hours. <laughs> I bet, like, if you go at 3 a.m., there's, like, some five-year-old wearing a diaper at the Walmart. Yeah, I I'm mean, sure. I'm Xenia, sure. Because that's how that works. <sighs> anyway, rant over. Mm-hmm. So... And so, yeah, they win, I guess, by being in the supermarket. They cheers with apple drink. They yeah, with like fake... juice boxes. Somebody has an a- one person has an a-, a grape juice box. The rest yes. of them all have apple because he's like a an odd duck. He's an odd duck because there's always got to be an odd duck in the Wes Anderson film. Yeah, yeah, but that's... um, but it's fine. Like it was a fine I don't movie. remember. It was a fine movie. I also like didn't really watch it. No, no. I mean, I you was don't need very to. focused on. 
making sidecars and then drinking sidecars. Which I think is a good priority. Mm, they so. were delicious. So what did what do, what did our kids think of this movie? I think is an important um, question. Okay, so our kids had very different reactions. So the oldest was like, "This was such a great movie. I loved it." Like I get the teen angst of the 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 teenage foxes and mm-hmm. I like the, right. the and, melancholy. And I the, understand that it's pretty and I like it was an interesting uh, story. Our youngest is just like I just want my opinion to be loved and accepted so like if you like it I like it it was very pretty <laughs> was... and I think he just liked that right and he liked the like art direction of it and our uh middle child was our daughter was like hmm like I like the art direction I see what they did here but like there's a lot of talking and not a lot of doing and like that was one thing she wrote in her um library request thing was like I'm not here for books where the characters do a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. <laughs> I mean, that's consistent. She's she like, really... I need more action in She's my plot. She's a woman of action. <laughs> she needs. Yeah. yeah. She, needs she was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here for lots of talking. So that's, uh, that's, that tracks. You know, I, I still enjoy the film as like a mood piece. It's like that song you play in the background to right. just get a feel. But like if all I was doing was watching this movie. Yeah, it's like Sigur Rós. I'm very bored. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I like, Sigur- like Sigur-Ross. You know Sigur Rós? They're like... <laughs> so we might need to explain this. Sigur Rós, for those of you that don't know... They, um, they're a band? They're a band and they sing, up in a, sing in a made-up Nordic language. Do, is it made up? Yeah, it's not okay. real. It's not okay. real. Or if it is, how the fuck do I know? Right, um, um, Sigaros, if you're listening, like I really enjoy your, f- I enjoy them as something in the background to not distract me too much, but to mm-hmm. keep me kind of listening to something. It's really good if you're like have to crunch a lot of data or writing code or writing code because I have a problem where if there's words, I sometimes write the word that I hear. Yes, instead of the and so the word that yes, I meant so they're to write. a mood. Yeah, so they're as definitely the youth mood. would say. Yeah, as <laughs> so youths. this movie. Is, is a, a mood. mood. <laughs> Which I feel is consistent with Wes Anderson. Like, he is definitely... He does tone poems as right. movies. It's, it's a mood. So, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It was good. I enjoy it. I would watch it in the background I again. I mean, yeah. I would put it on the extra screen on my monitor and go to coding. And I do that sometimes. But if I missed entire parts of the plot, it would be fine. Which I think we did oh, we totally during do. this movie. We were like, what? what's happening now? Seems fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, I recognized a lot of these voices because Wes Anderson works with the same, like, 25 oh. people all the time. Like, oh, it's Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Like, of course oh, it's Jason Oh, Schwartzman. it's Bill Murray. Of course like... it's Bill Murray. <laughs> is that, is that, Nor- is, um, oh, what's his name? Ed Norris? No. Uh, um... Edward Norton. No, Norton. Edward Norton is not in this movie. No. Um, but Adrian Brody is. Oh yeah, totally. And um, you can see his nose through his voice. It's amazing. Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there's a lot of. And I'm just like, oh, that guy. Cool. Glad he's still getting paid. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was just fine. It, it was, was fine. just fine, though. Did you learn anything from this film? Uh. Foxes are crafty. They're crafty little trash panda wannabes. Like ice is cold. 
No, that's Beastie Boys reference. We and we can make a Beastie Boys reference. You definitely. Can make a Beastie Boys. <laughs> I love the Beastie Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, <laughs> sidebar: we are watching through Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, we and are. And the amount of Beastie Boys reference it's, that my wife it, catches—it's so good. She just starts laughing. I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Beastie Boys." I'm like, "Okay, I love you." Because I don't have quite the experience with the Beastie oh, Boys that Lisa like, does, apparently. Yeah, I don't know why I latched onto the Beastie Boys, like, way too early in my life, but it definitely did. You're here. <laughs> so, good yeah, um, I mean, it was fine. It's like, just a fine film. It, it was, was just adequate. It was fine. Also, our kids now know that cuss is a oh, way yeah. that they say cuss what words. What the cuss? What the cuss. I'm going to cuss them up. Uh, so yeah, in this whole movie, they have cuss words and they just say the word cuss. So our oldest, I think, was like, what does that mean? I'm going to cuss him up. And I was like, it's like messing him up, but you know, like with cuss words. And he was like, I don't think I know any cuss words that are verbs. (laughs) I was like, yeah, cuss words have no rules. (laughs) They could be verbs or nouns or adjectives or adverbs. It's just like. It's anything all goes the, with cuss words. All the cuss words. I remember the first time I heard a cuss word used as an adverb with an I-L-Y ending. And I was just like, wow. Right? I admire the dedication to using that word in this situation. Right. Also, the just the, the grammatics of cuss words where they have to go like in the middle of... Uh, like if you decide to split a word with a cuss word. Yeah. You had you almost always have to split it in the middle. Absolutely. Right. You're right. Yeah. So uh, it's like it's just a really interesting way to yeah, yeah, just a real real interesting linguistical tick. Yeah, it's one of those things where you don't realize it until somebody points it out, like the fact that TikTok sounds right, but talk tick sounds wrong. Right. Or pong ping. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh wait, those are the same. We would never. We say always pong go ping. I to O. I don't know why. Because we just do. Lazy mouths. The answer is always lazy mouths. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But yes, the the whole uh, syntax of cuss words. <laughs> My kids have learned without really learning any cuss words. And I did appreciate that he was like, I don't think I know cuss words that are, that are verbs. And I was like, oh, you will. <laughs> yeah. You'll get there. I'm, not for me. That's not right. my job. I mean, other people will teach you that, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. I yeah. And I was like, but when you learn the words that are verbs, they can also be like nouns and adjectives. Do you remember there are no rules. Do you remember our oldest was in first grade and he came home and he told me that somebody got in trouble for cussing in the bathroom and I was like, Oh, that's you know, and like to to a first grader that's a big deal and I'm just like whatever. But you know, like Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's really bad. He's like, Yeah, he used the M word and I was like, Oh, oh, okay. And then I walked away and I'm like, What's the M word? I don't know any fucking M words. (laughs) And to this day, every so often, I'll just be sitting around and going, I still don't know. It's the M word. Yeah. I mean, you're like, well, don't say that again. Yeah. Just don't. Okay. Yeah. Be better. Cool. Yeah. You know, you're the good kid. Don't, don't use the M word, buddy. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. Did we learn anything else from this? Um, Foxes have a real good sense of style. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Actually, Wes Anderson has a real good sense of style, and he just foists it upon foxes. Style that he foists upon all woodland creatures. I feel like he does the same thing that George Schwartzman. Like Schwartzman would be like wearing (laughs) 
literally any piece of clothing he found like he's like your animal crossing character just right anything he's just like i don't know i only wear things i shake out of trees and other people give to me yeah and <laughs> and so wes anderson's like come here this way jason like here here put on this crushed velvet suit you'll be you'll look great. see isn't that nice and he's, <laughs> and like, he's like i do look nice thank you <laughs> can i keep this no you can't keep this uh, belongs to the studio, Jason. You I feel that. like Jason Schwartzman has been working with Wes Anderson for so long that he's like only a Wes Anderson actor now. Like yeah. every time I see him, he just has this like vibe about him. Yeah, he looks that like, is very Wes Anderson y. Well, it's that like is this nineteen seventy or nine or two thousand and twelve? I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, like is this like low key any... the fifties? <laughs> like. It's like The Incredibles. It's like The Incredibles, where you're like, what year is this? (laughs) I have no idea. I've never really pinned down the year for, like, any Mm -hmm. Wes Anderson film. I couldn't pin this one down, so. Right, right. You just don't try. You just enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's always, like, the 70s, and it's always, like, England. (laughs) Except the Royal Tannenbaums, which was in New York. Or the Dark Shadow Limited, which was in... A train across India. Or, um... But it had a very, like, vibe. It had a vibe. Yeah, like, all of these things definitely have vibes. Or, oh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Mm Mm-hmm. There's so many great Wes Anderson films out there. There are, and this is not one of them, unfortunately. I, you know... I will fight you about this. (laughs) Listen, I... Best Wes Anderson film is obviously The Royal Tannenbaums. And obviously. I'll fight you on that. I agree. I, I agree with you 100%. On but after that, like, they kind of flounder. Like, they're uneven. They're very uneven. And I don't put Fantastic Mr. Fox at the bottom. What is at the bottom for you? Isle of Dogs? Interesting. I would put Isle of Dogs above this. Interesting. Yes. Uh, I would also... I mean, it would be, like, right above it. But it would it was just it was right there. Yeah. How about um uh da, 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 oh the tent, the hotel. Uh the I don't remember what the word was. Yeah, but the the one with the The Darje- no, not the Darjeeling Limited. The something something hotel. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the hotel. Two one. words, two words hotel. Yeah, two words hotel. <laughs> I did like Two Words Hotel. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, trying to remember. Like, Life Aquatic was Jeeves and Zoe. I have to say it was not a favorite. Yeah, I didn't love the it. The soundtrack The is soundtrack's fantastic. fucking amazing. Because you get uh, So George, who's on screen, playing acoustic... Um, acoustic versions, versions of David Bowie, Bowie but also in Portuguese. In Portuguese. Yeah. And that it, is good for coding. If you it need is some, fantastic. It's on if my If you want to like, rotation. you know, diverge from your Cigarras uh, playlist. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I'm, I'm here for that. It makes my like, it's, no. it's a dark horse into my like, hey, what are your favorite covers of <laughs> songs? And I'm Guys, like, if you don't know, Adam loves to make like master covers master lists of covers like covers are one of adam's favorite musical genres they are and i don't even know if they're a musical genre but like they are they are i recognize it okay but they're they're one of adam's favorite musical genres because they say so much about the original artist and then the artist who like takes on that piece and like what they do to make it theirs and what they do to honor the because you can like Tribute. reverse engineer and figure out like what was it that spoke to this artist out of this song that mm-hmm. they needed to hold on to and then bring forward into their version of the song. And like, I, and I really prefer covers as opposed to tributes. And that is a different thing. And it's a whole rant that I have. Right. Um, but I, 
yeah, I, I like me some covers. And this is my dark horse, like people, you know, talking about covers. And I'm like, Rebel Rebel by Sue George from the Life Aquatic with Species O soundtrack. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, like, can you get more hipster? And you're like, I cannot. I can. <laughs> you're like, I drank my bourbon from a jelly jar. Yes. <laughs> I have dark rimmed glasses. And uh-huh. I'm a faux intellectual. I'm not a faux intellectual. <laughs> I resent the word faux. Right. Right. I don't like faux. Although faux is delicious. I'm, I'm actually not a fan of faux. Really? It's yeah. so good. Hot take. I don't really like Asian noodles. I don't <gasps> like rice noodles. I don't like rice noodles. I like What? <laughs> I don't. Guys, Adam's wrong. And we're, I'm not know, wrong. No, no, he is. How can it be I... bullshit to take a preference? <laughs> I just, I, it's a texture thing. I don't care for the... You don't care for rice noodles? I don't care for rice noodles. Never have. Oh, so sad. Even when they're covered in delicious sauce. Mm. You know what? Yeah, I keep they're thinking so it would be better if these were a flour-based noodle. And right. Okay. Sauce. I mean, so. I, uh, I... I blame my Italian heritage. Hard... Do you even have Italian heritage? Like, way the heck You're back. such a mutt. You've been in America for so long. Yeah, but the... <laughs> yeah, but like... My English ancestors emigrated from France because the French dude that was invading England promised Let's them land. Let's call him Charles. Yeah, we'll call him Chuck. <laughs> uh, he was invading England. He was like, hey, you come with me. I'll give you a land and a title. And they're, and they're like, like, oh, I'm like the seventh son. I got no... Uh, I got nothing else to live for, so let's roll. Let's do this. Um, and it was a fine family tradition because centuries earlier, some Italian king was like, hey, we're going to France. Who's with me? <laughs> and, and yeah, they were like, cool. So oh, actually, cool. my my last name traces its way all the way back to Italy. So and random. Yeah. And so I am Italian, sort of. Kind you of. I mean, kind slightly, of? Slightly. Maybe. I don't know what I am. <laughs> but like, also, it's the patrilineal line. So that um, that depends on the fact that all of my patros are actually linear. Right. Which, uh, guys... West Virginia, 1870s. It's a web. It's a mess. Who knows? So, um, so yeah, there's a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. But, no. I don't know. Uh, what else? What were we talking about? Wes Anderson and Rice <laughs> Noodles. I don't know how it got there. Foe? Foe. You called me a foe in intellectual. I called like, you a foe. Yeah, okay, sorry. Oh, boy. That was a wild ride there. Guys, this is how my conversations always go. Yeah, especially when you've been drinking. Which is why I make lists. No, always. Like, even if I haven't been drinking. (laughs) But it's just, you know. If I've been drinking, I allow it. So, anyway. So, I think that's, I don't know. What else do we need to talk about tonight? I don't know. It's been kind of. It's fine. It's fine? It's fine. Guess? That's my. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa's review of Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's It's fine. fine. So, do we need to have another drink before bed? And we can. Sure. All right. Well, then I, these people don't need to listen to that. So, <laughs> so all right. Well, I, on that note, I'm going to say, uh, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. Let's see if they bring better. Empty. Oh. No. It's <laughs> Maybe it'll be B-roll. These are very cheap dollar store glasses because I was like, I'm not going to invest a lot of money in glasses that I might break. So, anyway. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.